Hey guys, this is Ace Marrero from the movie Madison County. Hi, this is David L.G. Hughes, writer-director of the film Hall Bowl Suites. Hello, Stuart. Just a quick hello from Sarah Douglas. Hi, I'm Eric England, the director of Contracted. Hi, I'm J.K. Amanu, the writer-director of Deviation. Hi, this is Ben Lloyd Holmes from the film The Expedition. This is Dominic Burns, the director of Allies. Hey, Stuart. Page the screen. Dot com up in my long piece. Snooch. Hear that? It's my motorcycle running and tracking over my fucking snooch. Genius. With Dom, eating pizza, and pussy. I'm Neil Johnson. I directed Road Warrior and The Time War, and I crucified Adolf Hitler. From page to screen. How have you been? It's, it's been like 20 days since I did a podcast, and it was with right. you and Neil. So. Right. Has it really been 20 days? Pretty much, yep. That does not seem like it was that long ago. It seemed like maybe it was two weeks. But, well, uh, I was supposed to record with Stu Miller, I think, last week, but he came down with, with man flu. Um, so that got cancelled. And... Which that always sounds great on a podcast, right? Wheezy and, and, you know, swamp thingy and, yeah. Well, yeah, and you know, if he's not feeling well, he might end up hating every movie he's watched. So that that, <laughs> that could be a problem, couldn't it? That's right. <laughs> and, and then I was lined up to record with Sean, but I was busy yeah. last week, and I think he was busy last week, but we're recording tomorrow night. So I, you're doing like three nice. podcasts in 24 hours. I'm doing two, so. That's right. <laughs> you know. So what's this, the return, yeah. the return of waxing cinematic? Well, you know, it's more more or less kind of like a submarine that has been underwater for six months, <laughs> and we're going to resurface. And, you know, I think it was Heather who was asking how many episodes are we going to record. Jake and I will talk for two hours straight, and then uh, lunch will – the need for lunch will hit us, and then we'll go. But, um, yeah, it's uh, – who knows? Maybe we'll get two podcasts. Maybe we'll just throw a two-and-a-half-hour podcast out. I, I don't know. But, yeah, so we – we really haven't officially caught up in quite some time. Periodically, we'll call each other on the phone if he's coming or going from work or I am. But yeah, so this is not like, you know, a reimagining of, uh, you know, this isn't the Tim Burton version of Waxing Cinematic, or at least I hope it's not. <laughs> no, despite the re- uh, the current Spider-Man reboots or whatever, they seem to do one of those. Right. Every- I think it's been 10 years since you recorded. It's definitely been more than six months, though. Right. <laughs> Easily. I, th- I would guess last September, October, I reckon, was the last one you did. You know, you're probably right. So we're going on a year. We'll just go ahead and round up, right? <laughs> Hell yeah. Well, I'm still subscribed. So, you know, as soon as, it is, uh, as soon as it's on. Because that's the thing. I mean, you must know it yourself with podcasts where you think, well, they've not recorded for like, a year. Are they ever yeah. going to well, record again? I mean, obviously, some, I, I would yeah. know whether you are or not, but some shows right. you're like, are they gone? <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, there was uh, one uh, guy who, I, you know, I, anyway, he was trying to get a podcast going. He was like, wow, man, you guys are doing this every week, and um, I want to be on your show. And then uh, he just kind of disappeared, and so did his podcast. So I think, you know, the longevity of your show in particular, um, you know, accolades to you because podcasts don't last that long. Podcasts are, I think, in a way – very easy to start, but uh, harder to maintain, and especially to have, you know, years and years and years under your belt. Because you've been at this for what seven years, eight years, somewhere in there. I think so. I think this episode is probably around three hundred eighty-five, give or take yeah. a couple. Yeah. 
Um, and I always figured it would be like six episodes and then I'd be done because I, <laughs> I would have told every story that I would have done. I think the secret to certainly waxing cinematic as well is that it's not really a formula. Right. You know, you and then the same with this one. We just get on yeah. and we talk about our lives and what we've been right. up to. And generally, <laughs> I'd be very worried if it's like, so what have you been up to, John, in the past 20 days? Nothing. Right. <laughs> oh, okay. Then that podcast may die because there's nothing right. to talk about. But because we do stuff <laughs> right. and we watch things, then generally there's always something to chat about. Some episodes probably more interesting than others. But, you know, right. we, we do quite well. I mean, I don't have any... I would love to go back, and I'm going to do it at some point, go back and see when your first appearance was. I bet that was easily like six years ago. Oh, at least, because I was trying to think what, you know, when uh, back in 2012 was when uh, Dirt Cheap Therapy was winning awards, and we were, uh, you know, in production on a couple other things, and I was trying to think, I guess I was still just a guest on your show back then. Versus at some point I was co-host when I could be regular and then um, and then, you know, now you just have me on and we just, you know, have a have a talk and uh, call it the podcast. So, yeah, well, I remember I was one of the many films I watched this week was directed by and written by a guy called Joel McLean, who was yeah. the, the first ever guest I had on a podcast. Right. And that was back in the day when I'm like, oh my God, somebody that makes films wants to talk to me. This is like the most amazing thing in the world. And I could die and go to Movie Geek Heaven and stuff. And now, you, now you're like, yeah, famous people. Hi, how you doing? It's fine. You know, you get used to it. And I watched his film and, you know, he was the first guest. And I think Dexter was the second. Wow. And I think you, because Harold brought him on, he went, I've got this filmmaker. I'm like, wow, two, two filmmakers in a month. This is amazing. And we've hit the big time pimp. Um, and, and I think you were on maybe a couple of episodes after Dexter was. So it was a very yeah. sort of close time back in the old days. But I'm going to have a look yeah. and see when it was. But time flies. It it really does. And, you know, especially like you say, when you have people who are creative like we are, we like watching movies. We like, uh, you know, making movies, documentaries, whatever the genre. And then, you know, you collect things for your wall and I collect things for my wall. And so – what I'm doing today, uh, I was hanging out with Kate, and um, I remembered Matt and Emily when they were really little. And this was back before you could just go buy lightsabers, right? You know, the Hasbro lightsaber. Disney now, I guess, owns it all. But um, so taking PVC, we made – I just let them design it on paper, and then I was cutting the PVC and – uh, crafting whatever they wanted, and then we painted it up. And I, I think it was mats that had a golf ball glued to the bottom of it or whatever. But, I mean, literally, whatever they wanted. And they did have a PVC instead of a lit blade. It was PVC so we could actually, you know, go outside and really try to attack each other. As You know, I'm sure that <laughs> there's something wrong in there somewhere, but it was also fun. And, um, but I didn't, when Abby was that age, it was, you know, the time for Harry Potter to be very popular. So I got a piece of wood that was pretty nice and helped her handcraft whatever she wanted. So she wanted the, you know, this little spiral and all this other stuff put in there. And then she put, it kind of bedazzled it as well. 
And um, so Kate is, I, she's into Harry Potter to a degree, but she's very much into Star Wars. And of course, Disney keeps Star Wars relevant every Christmas. So she and I are, I'm trying to create Luke's uh, lightsaber out of just general stuff, PVC, something that anyone could get their hands on. And then Kate is making her own, I guess, to become a Jedi so her, by her own design. So we're having a fun day. Very nice. Now, if, <laughs> if you're sort of staying true to the way that Disney is now, do you have to sort of build this model for to near enough three weeks before it's completed and then somebody has to fire you and then bring in somebody else to finish it? Or what the <laughs> That was – that. I mean like how do you – I mean like let's start off with George Lucas and back during his day when it was just, you know, what was it? Uh, more. Uh, whatever. You know what I mean? And so, you know, you hear Harrison Ford and the, the clips from Carrie Fisher and Mark Hamill saying that, you know, they didn't think he even knew what he was doing, but yet still he created a masterpiece. But how do you have such grade A talent for the Han Solo movie and the director can't direct? <laughs> how do you even get that gig without being able to at least George Lucas it and say, more, less, more, whatever, you know? It's like the part that baffles me, though. It's like if some, if it's imagine like Kathleen Kennedy phones me up tomorrow and says, I want you to, uh, I want you to do the, the Han Solo movie or the Yoda movie. I'm like, okay, I'm perfectly trained to do this. I know exactly what I'm doing. Right. Why, why would it take two, three weeks before they're due to finish shooting for somebody to go, yeah, that's not working? <laughs> <laughs> to, to me, that's like a day one problem going, you really don't know what you're doing, do you? Right. Not really. Get out. Well, Crazy. I mean, like, this isn't the day of an age of cocaine like it was back during the SNL days, you know, where it was like Belushi and Ackroyd and everybody stayed so high, it wouldn't have mattered. These these actors know a director when they see it. And, you know, and I, I'm with you. I don't understand how it went this long. Were there pictures? Was there blackmail? And they were just like, you know what? Uh, you know, Han Solo in a dress and red panties, whatever, man. It's just we're coming out now. It, it, we don't care what you have over us. This movie's going to suck and kill careers. So we're, we're stepping up. But, yeah, it, do, it does feel a little bit late. And it's almost like, um, you know, the, the DC movies up till Wonder Woman, where it's like, ah, yeah, we don't know whether they're going to like it or not. So we're going to go back for 15 reshoots. And then, oh, yeah, we're going to do more reshoots. Oh, this will be a funny bit. And before long, they messed it all up. I thought it was funny. There was an illustration that I found on Instagram the other day where Wonder Woman has Batman over one shoulder and Superman over the other. And she says something like, yeah, OK, we're going to keep this moving. You know what I mean? Because she is the tentpole. She is the one who has catapulted the DC universe back into popularity. Because if she had, if Wonder Woman had sucked, I think that I don't know that we'd ever see. I guess we'd see Aquaman, maybe. I don't know. Maybe we would see um, Justice League, but we would be a lot more apprehensive. But Wonder Woman is the top grossing film of all time that was directed by a woman, which it's just a spectacular movie. I mean, I don't know if you've been out to see it or not. Yeah. And I think we talked about that last time, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I think we I think we talked that we were going to go and watch it. Yeah. Um, but no, we went to see it. And I, I didn't go in thinking it was going to be terrible, but I do. I, I like the DC films. I even quite like Suicide Squad. It's not yeah. great, and I don't feel the need to watch it again, but it was okay. <laughs> it was fine. I enjoyed yeah. Batman v Superman. The Man of Steel right. was, was good. 
But right. so I went into it was either Wonder Woman or Pirates of the Caribbean Five, and I thought, <laughs> you know what, I can't. I'm not in the mood for two and a half hours of Johnny Depp being drunk. So right. <laughs> do you know what? Let's just go watch Wonder Woman. We'll see what it's like. I'm sure it's all right. So we yeah. sat down, and, and from the the beginning, it was like, this is really good. <laughs> I thoroughly enjoyed it. And then yeah. I think for me, the pinnacle of it was when the soundtrack changed over and that whole guitar rift by uh, Tom Holkenberg right. came in like, oh, right. my God, they got that theme. It's like, why am I getting so excited about that theme? But it was just, it yeah. reminded me that I was watching a DC movie. And it, right. was, all, it was a shared universe thing, because I kind of forgot about that. And I was just watching right. the Diana Prince movie. So Right. And, you know, it wasn't so Fury Road this time. Like, I just felt like it was super contrasty, at, you know, with Batman versus Superman. And all of a sudden it's like, I'm, you know, once again, expecting Fury Road participants to show up and, you know, help them, uh, you know, uh, destroy the bad guys. So, um but yeah, I, I, but I'm with you. I thought Batman versus Superman was fine. I saw it once. I don't really care to see it again. Wonder Woman was so good. I kind of want to go back and see it again. Um, just to, you know, I don't know. I mean, like my perception of Gil Gadot has changed significantly because I, I'm from the old Adam Hughes Amazon with boobs. You know what I mean? That's that's where my Wonder Woman came from as a child, right? And um, so, you know, here's, you know, Gil Ghetto, who I'd seen in, and I am hope I'm not slaughtering her last name, but, um, you know, I'm familiar with her from the Fast and Furious movies, which really, you know, I, you can't take those too seriously, right? No. But, um, but no, nah, I thought she, now she is Wonder Woman in my mind. She is like when Daniel Craig took over Bond and Bond wasn't silly anymore. And if it came down to, I uh, can have sex with this chick or... I can go work for the queen and save the world. I'm going to choose that versus I think Connery was always like, Oh, there's enough time. You know what I mean? There's enough time for me to have both worlds, right? I'm going to have my cake and eat it too. And so this is the real life wonder woman. If she really existed, I think. And I think Affleck is a good Batman and I think Cavill is a great Superman. And from what do you think about the trailers we're seeing for Justice League? Do you think uh, the new reimagining of Aquaman being radically different than uh, the short-haired blonde in green spandex? Um, you know, here's this guy who really – I think he is Aquaman. So I think that's kind of cool. Yeah, I think he will be the one to steal the show, I think. Yeah, yeah. Because he just seems just to uh, – he's almost kind of has that Thor quality where it's like, hey, I'm going to have fun kicking ass, you know? He kind of has the, the Thor meets Captain Caveman type <laughs> thing going, right. and I think it'll work. I think it will I work. think it will too, yeah. 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 <laughs> but no, I was very surprised about Wonder Woman, though. I mean, I knew I would yeah. probably enjoy it, but I didn't realize it's like, what, that was – such a good movie i was well impressed so. yeah and the way you know you have very nice bookends that center it in this uh this century you know this is you know the now we're in you know, the bookend so yeah man i was uh I, I was quite happy with it in fact we saw it twice uh i took michelle for a date day evening whatever and uh we saw it in 3d and then i took uh abby and kate to go see it with michelle again in 2d and it, I, I, I don't 
I, I don't know. Both times were very enjoyable, but I think I noticed more elements in the background when it was in 2D versus 3D was so distracting. It took me probably five minutes just to kind of get into the 3D mode where I'm not being assaulted by things, you know, coming out too far and, and at my face. So, But it was good stuff. I was impressed. Oh, yeah. I've, actually, I've been out and got the soundtrack as well, so... Did you? <laughs> you, know, it's, it's very good. I, you know, this last soundtrack that I bought was for Rogue Warrior. I don't know if you have checked that out, but uh, and I can't remember who did the the score for Neil's movie. But um, anyway, really solid. I enjoyed it. So. I was actually going to correct you then. I'm like, don't you mean Rogue One? But no, you mean Rogue Warrior. Hey. That's right, man. <laughs> <laughs> Hot chicks on the burning planet on the soundtrack, you know. So yeah, man. But it's it's solid, man. I you know I didn't know what to expect, and I don't know if Neil makes any money off of it or not. But I want to show my support, and I have been to Walmart trying to find the movie, and they don't have it here. So I guess I'm going to order it through Amazon and uh, finally be able to watch it. But I enjoyed the score. If you hadn't checked that out, it is on par with uh, all the rest of the big movies. So. It's, you know, I enjoyed so, it. So I think the film itself's on par with a bunch of movies. So, yeah? yeah? Well, it's, it's I look forward to seeing it. Yeah. And, you know, the, the cool thing with the soundtrack, there are multiple times where it is, they have that close encounters thing, you know, that, that uh, whatever those five notes are that kind of come in, right? And I don't know what that has to do with the movie. It makes me more excited to see where, you know, where I'm taken in, in this world, right? So um, I'm looking forward to uh, getting that movie in. I'm looking forward to when it actually comes out in the UK as well, because we haven't got a set date here. So it's like, what? come on, Neil, <laughs> sorting out. That's <laughs> Here I am sharing all this press stuff. I can't even go out and buy the Blu-ray, the DVD. What's the matter with that? <laughs> you know, I'm tired of, and I realize it's all for the money. I get that. But I'm tired of region codes. You know, because yeah. there's some classic movies that are on Blu-ray that, by the way, won't play in the United States. And, you know, if you have the optical drive hooked up to your computer, you can only change that five times. You can't just say, hey, these are the three that I would like to enjoy. And I just think that's dumb. I realize they're trying to make money, you know, blah, blah, blah. But I, I would like to be able to watch anything I want. And, um, you know, a lot of independent films, they are, you know, was it region zero, which means everybody can enjoy it. So. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it's frustrating. So have yep. you been out and watched a new Transformers movie yet? I have not. I oh, forget. Think that was a trailer <laughs> that was before Wonder Woman. And, you know, I was just like, wow, this is, I don't really care. You know, <laughs> have you been to see it? Did you enjoy no, no, it? No, I think my tweet that I put out the other night sums it all up, saying the only good yeah. thing about a new Transformers movie is a new score by Steve Jablonski. <laughs> uh, and their music is phenomenal. If you've not listened to soundtrack yeah. for the previous Transformer movies, in fact, any of them, yeah. the music's phenomenal, but I've no interest huh? in watching the film. <laughs> you know, the first time I heard any of his music, Gears of War. Oh, and he, he and, okay. yeah, so I have, I think it's the, well, the ones worth owning. And I can't speak for the, uh, the last one, the one that's just on the Xbox one, but, uh, the first three games I thought were an excellent trilogy. I played them as they were a movie, you know what I mean? 
But uh, yeah, he did an excellent job with the score. And um, really just I felt like that added a whole nother element. It, to me, it just it was a world that I enjoyed uh, visiting, you know, and I'll replay those games periodically. And that's fun. I was listening to a podcast and wrote about Transformers 5, which, strangely enough, is making a lot of money, but it's not making as much <laughs> as the previous. Right. Uh, but um, critically, it's not getting great reviews, unlike yeah. all the other ones, which everybody slagged off as well other than the first one. But they keep <laughs> making money, so they're going to keep making the films. But yeah. th- this fifth one apparently has got um, – it's a Chinese production company that are more involved in it than all the previous ones. Right. Um, Michael Bay went in and he's like, right, what I do on films – is I'll shoot everything, and I need three months post-production to get everything sorted. And they went, okay, you can have three weeks. <laughs> oh, wow. But Michael Bay apparently did a, you know, flipped his lid, throwing stuff everywhere, this, that, and the other. And I right. think, I don't know whether he negotiated any more time, but he wasn't happy. <laughs> and the score itself by Steve Jablonski, he did it in a 52-hour session. He had so little time to do the score. He did it in a 52-hour run. Wow. <laughs> I can't imagine that, man. I mean, like, um, I have been treated kinder in post-production on independent films. You know what I mean? As far as, like, okay, you know, you, you can you can have a month, you know, or whatever, you know. And then um, the scoring and all that, I mean, I remember uh, one guy we gave – gosh, man, it's probably – a solid four or five weeks to score it. So I couldn't imagine 52 hours and I couldn't imagine three weeks to turn everything around, you know, in post-production. So that's nuts. It's crazy. Well, I've yeah. got of my uh, little interview series, the spending time with the first two episodes are done, completed and finished. So I'm quite happy awesome. with that. I'm really glad I didn't number them because the second one will be the first one to come out. <laughs> and the first one of shots going to be the second one. Right. Uh, the one with Tracy Birdsall's coming out in August. That is yeah. to coincide with the digital release of Rogue Warrior. So, nice. you know, I'm like, fine, let me know when you want me to do what you want me to do with it. It's fine. The uh, the second one that I shot with Craig Conway, that is coming out pretty soon. So I'm just, I'm, I've got to sit down and write the little blog article and then embed it. But that's that was really good. I sent it to Craig and I said, right, here you go. Um, can I have a photo to use as a poster? So he sent me three through. I sent, <laughs> sent those to Neil. He put graphics on them all. I took all the posters, sent them back to Craig, saying, which one do you like? He went, I like the second one. I'm like, fine, that's the second one. I love the fact that I can go, yeah, you pick it. Like like I did with Tracy. (laughs) You pick that one. She's like, I pick that one because I'm a hot chick on a burning planet and (laughs) dedicated that to John. Yep, Um, and deeply appreciated. (laughs) So, But the, Uh, the weird thing with this interview is I was talking to Tracy and I won't, fully named names, but I was talking to Tracy and I said, I'm not quite sure what I'm going to do with this thing. So she sort of put me in touch with somebody else who was going to give me some advice on it. It's a very smart person mm-hmm. who's going to give me this advice. And he came back with this advice and I thought, I quite like that, but it just doesn't feel like me. Right. Um, I need to kind of do it the way that I need to do it. And this wasn't me going, I'm smarter than you. I know best. Because <laughs> I really don't. The person whose advice this, you know, does this for a living and I right. don't. So I'm like, I really need to do it the way I want to do it. So Tracy came back and said, well, get me a list of people that you're interested in, you know, these episodes. Get me a list of the ones that have agreed. So I thought, okay, I've really got a list. Uh, maybe I should build a list. Yeah. So I typed out, I had about four or five from last year that agreed to do it. Tracy was the first one and Craig was yeah. the second one and so on. But I uh, put together a little press release and sent it to a bunch of people in private tweets 
woke up in the morning going, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I'm like, holy crap. <laughs> uh, I now have included the two that I've already shot. I've got 14 lined up. Wow, man. That's a solid season. Kind of crazy. Yeah. Kind yeah. of crazy. So, you know, and it's some of them are from Marvel movies, some of them from Braveheart. You know, yeah. so there's a few. And so there's I, Mel Gibson. That's there's, exciting. There, there's Mel Gibson. There's Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> yes, of course. There you go. Obviously. Um, <laughs> Tom Hiddleston. Yeah. No, so it's right. really, it's, uh, I'll let you have a look at the list. I'll, I'm not publicly making it. Um, gotcha. Public, obviously, because some people might go, yeah, I can't do it anymore. And, then, <laughs> you know, that would suck. Like, why have they dropped out? But right, it's right, such right. a cool bunch of people. So Dude, I'm, I'm excited. Super excited. So, then speaking yeah. of Cumberbatch, um, Sherlock season four is on Netflix and really solid. I, I mean, this has probably been one of my uh, most favorite seasons uh, since, I don't know, maybe season one and two. They kind of lost me and it was still a good season. But when it was the whole, you know, Watson gets married and let's be all silly because we can, you know. And uh, but this has brought the grit back, you know, just the the what, what I enjoyed about the um, season one. So no, it's, I've only seen I think I've seen all of season one. And yeah, I've seen half of season two. My problem with it is just too damn long. These episodes. <laughs> well, each one of them is a movie. <laughs> exactly. So uh, I don't really want to watch three. You know, I watch a lot of movies each year, but for some reason, an, uh, an hour and a half TV episode. No, right. it's, it's not acceptable. <laughs> So I just never, I never get round to watch it. Says the person who burned through the entire season of Thirteen Reasons Why in about two weeks. Right. So, but we, each of those episodes was under an hour, right? They were, so that's okay. <laughs> right. So. You know, what's funny is this kind of leads me to another topic I was going to bring up: control, because. You know, you and I do a lot of watching on Amazon Prime, Netflix, Hulu. We watch it when we want. We stream from YouTube. It is up to us when we decide that we're going to give time to something, right? And so Michelle and I were out of town over the weekend. We were in the hotel. And um, here I am flipping through, like, I don't know, 200 channels of Cablevision or Spectrum, whatever they're calling it now, right? Time Warner. And... I'm flipping through the channels and I'm like, oh, well, this would have been good if I had actually caught it 15 minutes ago, but it's already started. So then, you know, I'm flipping on through and it's like, oh, well, at uh, 10 till whatever, this one movie's going to start on HBO. We haven't seen it yet. And I was like, okay, so now I have to remember to go back to that channel. And then eventually I just stayed on there. But then um, I wanted to get another beer and I couldn't pause it. And I was like, really? You know, so anyway, um, I'm spoiled. And I'm sure you are too, because we have Blu-rays, DVDs and, and the like. And it's just, it. I'm so accustomed to hitting pause. If somebody calls and... Uh, they, you know, like if the kids call, I'm going to check to make sure they're still alive and they don't need roadside assistance or whatever. Um, you know, and then sometimes Michelle and I will, you know, like maybe it gets a little long, right? And so we'll pause it and it'll be a mini series. We'll watch it over two or three nights. But there is no option for that in the hotel that we were staying in. And it that that just kind of showed me what kind of a control freak I have become thanks to smart devices and current media. So have you experienced that yet? Because you you probably still record everything and you can watch it in your your leisure. But 
I, I've just felt like I'm out of control. This is nuts. This is like someone strapped me onto a really long roller coaster and I want it to stop. I want to pre- press pause, you know? I mean, to be honest, there's not much I actually watch on regular TV. There really mm-hmm. isn't. Annette watches a few things. She'll watch, you know, a lot of documentaries and, and things like that. But I really, there isn't any programs on regular television that I yeah. will watch. There'll be sort of special shows on BBC. Right. You know, one-offs that I want to watch, but we can watch them on the BBC iPlayer, which, you know, we watch it whenever we want. It's kind of like a Netflix <laughs> right. thing. But there is nothing, but there is something special around, it's kind of like Christmas time. I think Christmas TV's been ruined. Because at one point, yeah. when I was a kid, you would get the TV magazine, you would go, oh my God, the black hole's on right. us. Oh, right. wow. <laughs> now you go, oh, I've got that upstairs on DVD. No, and you would go, yeah, nothing on this Christmas. Christmas TV sucks. And you, right. just, you wouldn't watch anything, but... You know, yeah. having to watch a film because it's on at that moment in time and it's not recorded and you're probably never going to see it again. There's something really special to that, I think, and I kind of yeah. miss that. I don't. Yeah. There's nothing ever on TV. I don't even buy a TV magazine anymore. Yeah, which is a shame. Well, because it's all right there, laid out in front of you. Uh, Netflix, Hulu, whatever you know, whatever app you're using, it's all right there. You just you scroll through it and you find what you want when you want it. And the last TV show I remember watching weekly, and it you know commercials, whatever, didn't bother me. I would sit through it because I felt like in a way I was supporting that TV show, and that was Lost. So that was a long time ago, you know, and. Uh, but I, I can, but really good memories as far as, you know, like the, um, the way the breeze was blowing through, uh, the room where we were watching lost. And I mean, you know, and so it was the whole experience, which like you say, people, especially our kids, they don't get to experience that. And I was talking to Michelle the other day about vinyls and the anticipation, once that needle hit the vinyl and you would hear, and then you'd hear the grooves and then the music would start. It was that anticipation of knowing the music was coming versus, you know, sometimes we have music nights around the house and I'll, you know, we each will queue up a song and, but it's all from our smartphone. So you don't, I mean, all we have to do is hit play. It's all digital. It's all there. Just zeros and ones. There's no organic nature to it anymore. Yeah. You know? No, it's the same with movies. As much as I love getting the screeners, or you know, Neil let me watch Rogue Warrior a few right. months back, and it's great. You go, wow, watching it. There is something to me a lot better about actually paying for a movie. Yeah, which you know, I, I quite like yeah. movies for free. Don't get me wrong, but it, if I go out to a shop and I pay ten dollars or ten pounds for a film. Mm-hmm. I want to watch that film. I get home, I rip the cellophane off it, I put it down, right. I sit and I watch it and enjoy it. <laughs> I get a screener through, and I will watch it and pay attention and stuff. But it's just like, yeah, you know, I'll watch this. Yeah, yeah that was all right. It's fine. Right. It's kind of like you go to the movies. As cool as it would be to get a free movie pass so you can go to mm-hmm. the cinema and watch anything ever, I think you would enjoy the films less than you would if you yeah. actually pay for your ticket and, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. So I don't know how you are, but, like, you know, when I go to Walmart or Target or anywhere where they have movies for sale, um, if it's – like, and usually I'll wait at least a week. I'm frugal, right? But, um, you know, it's like, unless it's just some movie that I really, really am excited to see, then if I pay 20 bucks for it, that gives me a little more incentive to watch it sooner than if I pay 350 for a Blu-ray. 
then it's going to go up on top of the uh, the TV and it's just going to stay there until like, oh, yeah, I remember I, I got that one, you know, whatever it is. But I mean, yeah, it does. It's almost like you have pizza that is just out of their oven. Right. And, you know, the stone cooked or whatever. And um, the cheese is just everything about it is perfect. Right. Everything is at its perfect temperature. And you want to go ahead, eat it and enjoy it then versus if it's cold, then it really doesn't matter when you eat it. If you zap it in the microwave, if you whatever, you know, it just it, it loses that temptation. It does. I was yeah. getting ready to uh, I forgot my Skype password again. Because <laughs> I've not used it for three weeks. I remember I changed the right. password last time because I forgot it. So therefore, <laughs> this time, I'm like, I forgot it again. So I, have to keep, right. I think I've remembered it. But I was, um, Annette had some shopping delivered, so some food and stuff. And she came upstairs and she's bought me Horizon Zero Dawn for the PlayStation 4. So that is sitting oh, staring wow. at me. Still in itself. <laughs> she, she literally dropped right. it off just before you know, I hit the button to you. So I'm going to enjoy that game more because she bought me a present. Than I am if somebody yeah. would have like given it me for free or I'd have bought it myself. So right, right, because you understand the value of not just being thought of, you know, but also someone actually dropping dollar for it. You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so I think. Oh, oh good. No, I was going to say dropping dollars on stuff. The previous Blu-ray that I did purchase was the black and chrome edition of Mad Max. <laughs> right. If you I see yet- that. I have yet to see that. Now, I have a copy that Michelle bought me, I think it was in November, December, somewhere in there. So, I mean, there again, been six months, and I just haven't, um, you know, had a chance to put it in because I wanted to experience it. I want it on the big screen. I don't want to watch it up here in our bedroom and uh, on a smaller screen. I really, you know, wanted to experience and see what uh, the – See if I can figure out what the, the the process was to really get that black and white because there's different ways that you know it's it's more than just slapping the black and white filter on there. You really have to you know caress it a bit. So I've been looking forward to it, but again, that one um, you know I, I guess that's down on the shelf right now. But I haven't even seen it. It's interesting because I'm glad that they've brought, they've packaged it with the color one. They certainly have it in the UK, so you get the black and chrome, mm-hmm. and you get the the regular, mm-hmm. the, you know, the, the neon-y type one, so it looks pretty right. amazing. But I'd put it on, and I'm like, yeah, it kind of looks cool. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I'd watch. <laughs> I don't know if I'd watch it again because right. you know, it's yeah, the music's still pretty good. Cool. But then the more you watch it, you're like, actually, this looks really, really cool. It yeah. looks. Re- now I don't know if it, that would become your definitive version of Mad Max that you watch. Right. But I think if you know, like Jake comes around to your house and you go, "Oh, I'm going to put this on because you need to check this right. out." I think it's one of those Blu-rays that you would just show people. You know, like the <laughs> FedEx, you. the FedEx guy comes to deliver a package. You're like, right. come in, check this out. Look, have a look at this man, Max. It's amazing. Right. So you just have like black and chrome parties or something like that. So it's right. it very cool to look at. Yeah, um, and it. Yeah, but I, I'm not quite sure. It's one of those I'm undecided on it. But it does yeah. look very cool. But I quite like the whole color. What they were, you know, uh, like my one of my favorite scenes was uh, Charlie staring in the desert when she figures out, wait a minute, this is the oasis that I've been telling everybody about. And so she just, you know, she's walking away and she pulls her arm off and drops it and then goes and collapses in the sand. And that seemed so like 1940s epic you know between the music and the visuals so there's certain parts i can't wait to see in black and white just because it felt like such a nostalgia you know uh piece 
Um, so anyway, the, but, uh, you know, I, I imagine that, I don't know, man. I, I don't know how I'll feel about it, but I am looking forward to it. Sorry, man. Rambling in circles here. That scene does look gorgeous, actually, when she drops to her knees and does a whole yeah. sort of Willem Dafoe uh, platoon type thing. Right. It does look very cool. As our, The whole film looks really cool. It's just I'm not quite sure whether I go out well, and get rid of the color one now. Right. Well, and, you know, you know it's the, this is another case where instead of just saying, hey, you know what? You can have both of them on the first Blu-ray that you get. It's kind of like when movies will come out with a Blu-ray, everybody hops on the, you know, goes and picks it up, you know, day one. And then two months later, oh, well, now we're going to put out the special extended edition with all that bonus footage and stuff that you really wanted to see. Why not put that out then? Why do you want to cheat me? You know, why? Because I do feel cheated when I then I'm going to go spend 30 bucks on the the Uber edition that should have been put out to begin with. Yeah. <clears throat> and I realize it's all, you know, we have to pay for people's yachts and stuff. I get that. But um, I just wish that, uh, you know, I mean, even Robert Rodriguez, I remember – um, you know, in his early days, there was so much, you know, behind the scenes and how to make a short film, how to pull off these special effects and all this other stuff. And then whatever the last movie that he really, you know, wrote, direct and produced and everything the way he used to didn't have much of anything on there. So it was just like everybody's just saying, ah, it's not worth the money. But it is. Even if you discover it later on, because you're a big fan of, um, you know, listening to commentaries. And that, again, is something that's lost on a lot of these movies now. They don't even care to have, you know, the, the director and the, the actors come on and say, hey, you know, this was a fun scene. This is the one where, you know, somebody farted and blocked us in the room. And, you know, that's actually one of my stories. But anyway, because I was blocked in the room because the DP farted and I was like, holy hell, man, I, I there's no escape. And it was just like a shockwave. Um, very, uh, you know, much probably like was in Transformers. So, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so jumping around, um, have you seen Lego Batman? No, I, I love the Lego games, but I was not blown away with the Lego movie. Right. So, you know, I think everybody said, oh my God, it's amazing. It's the funniest film ever, blah, blah, blah. And we, Annette, <laughs> Annette and I watched it and she's like the Lego fan when it comes right. to games. And we were just like, really? So you know, it's all right, but it's not. Where's this funniest film ever in the history of movies? Where is it? <laughs> we can't see it. So when yeah. Lego Batman was announced, we're like, yeah. I yeah. think the whole uh, Batman joke could get really, <laughs> really tiring if it's overused, and I'm pretty sure it probably does get overused. Believe it or not, it doesn't. And really, this is one of those. It, the only way I can equate it is like the clean version of Deadpool. It is hilarious all the way through, but yet I can tell my my eleven year old, "Hey, let's watch uh, Lego Batman," or suggest uh, to you know to my mom. You know what I mean? Which Deadpool's off the charts for both of those demographics, <laughs> yes. needless to say. But it is hilarious, and there's also a moral tale where Batman grows as uh, a character and. But it is it is hilarious. But there's in the beginning, it showcases how lonely Batman is. And I'm not going to go into it because I don't want to give any spoilers. But Michelle kept turning it over. Like she would she would just because we're watching it, you know, and she would look at me and her little lip would be all poked out. And she was like, this is so sad. 
that? I'm like, it's Batman. You know, what do you expect? <laughs> it was just over and over. She had such she's very sympathetic. Right. Um, versus maybe I'm just too much like Batman. I don't know. But anyway, but yeah, I just I thought it was hilarious. And the um, anyway, yeah, I, I would recommend that you watch it. Maybe wait until it comes out on Netflix or something. And, you know, but it's to me, it was way better than and I enjoyed um, everything is awesome. The Lego movie. Um, but it, it, anyway, Batman is a bit different and yet, uh, you know, keeps that kind of childlike uh, innocence to it while really delivering a solid Batman movie. I may check it out, but I think I will take your advice and just and just wait for it to hit Netflix or something. Yeah, you know, it always makes it easier to stomach a movie that you really don't enjoy, does it not? It's yeah. like, you know, I paid like .05 cents to watch this. That's okay. <laughs> and then I was sat in the living room the other week, and God, how did we, we got on about a John Hughes film and I said oh yeah. that's from Planes, Trains, Automobiles she went yeah I've never seen that I'm like what that's... what <laughs> so a couple of days after that I you know, tracked it down and right. sat down and watched Planes, Trains and Automobiles and she she really enjoyed it she went I think I prefer Due Date though with Robert Downey I'm like what <laughs> <laughs> two completely different I mean like what that's a 20 year span between the two right so yeah. a lot of different humor I did like Due Date I thought that was funny but um, there's something about um, you know John Candy and Steve Martin and just I don't know, man. D- different day and age, but yeah, definitely both both of them would would rank high. But yeah, it, it's just funny that she would make that comparison because um, I don't know that I would have made that broad a leap. But it's a good point, you know. Here's something very humorous that, of course, due date is what three years old now, four years. So you know, but it, it seems a little more current. Do you think? I mean, what's the sort of last uh, horrific moment? When like Michelle said, I've never seen that. You're like, what? We need to go watch this now. Or are you generally a bit more relaxed than I am when it comes to movies? It all depends on what it is. But I cannot remember what. Um, and I could probably go back through my Amazon list because, like, if if I'm if I'm ranting about a, a movie like this was so awesome, and she goes, Yeah, I've never seen it. I'm just like, you know what? I'm ordering it right now. It'll be here in two days, and we're gonna watch it. You know. Uh, but I can't remember the last one that she she did that. But yeah, I'm shocked sometimes, um, and then I'm shocked sometimes because she'll she will say, "Well, that movie was a bit crass and crude." But yet, here's a movie you know like Due Date, which you know what I I laugh at Deadpool. I'm I you know will not apologize. But you know like here's Due Date, and I'm like, what? And you are okay with with Due Date? But you're not okay with some of the other, you know, the dick and fart jokes, which I think are funny, you know? So anyway, <laughs> it's just interesting, all based upon perspective. So <laughs> I, I remember one time when um, Annette watched Ferris Bueller's Day Off for the first time. Right. Went, what do you think? She went, shit. What? What do you mean? <laughs> I, I, and I think now she's admitted maybe she wasn't in the mood to watch it again. And, and I think she might have gone back and watched it and quite liked it. But it was like, right. at the time, you're like, how can you not like Ferris Bueller? Well, dude, as I've said probably a hundred times on your podcast alone, when I saw True Lies in the movie theater, I was expecting Terminator 2 uh, and a half. You know what I mean? I was wanting action. And you know, and then here was this comedy. What is this crap? And so I hated it. But then later on when somebody gave it to me on VHS or rented it or whatever, and then I got it. And then I was like, wow, this is funny. 
you know? Exactly. But sometimes you're right. You are not in the right frame of mind. And, you know, as I've, I even didn't like the uh, first Tom Cruise Mission Impossible, you know? And yet, uh, when we went back through and watched them all back to back on Blu ray, I enjoyed it. I thought it was great. Yeah, you've got to be in the mood. That's why I held off two years before I watched Interstellar. So. <laughs> Because I had such low expectations for that. Right. I like Chris Nolan, but it was three yeah. hours and everybody says it's <laughs> slow and it looks boring and I know that I'm going to find it really boring so I've got yeah. to be in the mood to watch a three-hour slow mill, slow right. movie. And right. I was, and I did, and I liked it. So Yeah. It's funny because um, Abby watched that in school. So this is what kids do these days, right? So it's <laughs> like, you know, when, when the teacher's sick or whatever, and it was just like, eh, we're going to watch this really long movie to fill time. And so, but anyway, but when Abby came home and said, wow, we watched Interstellar. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry. And she was like, no, it is my new favorite movie, dad. And, um, I, I just, I need to watch it again when I fully understand that it's going to, it's a commitment, you know? And because I just thought it took forever to get to the ending, which I just didn't feel like was as clever as Inception. And maybe that's just my bias, but Inception was one of those movies where, to, for me, I wanted to go out and get pizza. I'm buying. Let's go talk about this. Did the top stop? Whose dream was it? Were the kids alive or dead? And who killed who? And, you know, but uh, you know, we got to the end of of uh, the other, and, and Michelle enjoyed it, and of course Abby enjoyed it. But yeah, I, I, I guess I just need to watch it again. I think with Inception, though, it's I, I did enjoy it, but if somebody said, what, what have you watched? I watched Inception. Did you enjoy it? Yeah, it's really, really good. Why is it really good? Um, <laughs> I don't know. It's, well, it's really good. You need to watch it. Yeah, but what happens in it? Well, the music's really good, and then the visuals are all right, and they actually right. grew the cornfield themselves and then sold it off and gave the money to charity so that's kind of cool yeah they did actually grow a lot of corn Um, but it's it's a bit like the sopranos if you've ever seen that tv show it's really really good but if somebody's like why is it really good you're like i I don't know it just goes go watch it but you know i'll tell you why i liked inception so much because it didn't answer every question what is going on? And so it left it open for everybody to talk about it, which too many movies don't do that anymore. You know, it's kind of like you and I growing up with uh, Tim Burton Batman, where it's like, hey, great, the Joker's here. The Joker has to die at the end. Then there's Penguin and Catwoman, and guess what? Penguin has to die at the end. So it's just like, wait, uh, Arkham Asylum. <laughs> where, when are you going to send people there so they can get back out, you know? Um, and, but that was a different day and age where they just felt like, no, we need to wrap things up. Well, that's not the way it was in the comic book. I digress. Again, we're, I, I jump off the merry-go-round wherever I, I feel like it. So I'm sorry. We're not even going for the, we're not even going for the brass ring, man. I'm just like, ah, there's cotton candy. Sorry, man. What, what happened? So. <laughs> oh, it's fine. This is why the podcasts last because right. we tangent all over the place and we don't go, well, we've kind of talked about everything now. That's right. Because, hey, you know, but, that, that was the breakdown of Waxing Cinematic when Jake and I were like, okay, if we're going to be popular, we need to have – we need to do two separate episodes on a Monday morning and then one more during the week so we can have three episodes out. And the first one will be this and the second one. And, yeah, man, it killed it. Yeah. You need to just – and I think I learned that with my podcast to a certain extent. So as much as I would love to record every Monday or Sunday or whatever it is, right. sometimes it's nice to have a week off and just have a catch-up yeah. and – Right. Just just talk. 
And if there's right. nothing to talk about, then don't do a podcast. Exactly. And, you know, it's funny. It, the uh, One of the theme songs for the Batman Lego movie, and I swear I'll get off of this topic uh, <laughs> eventually. But anyway, but um, it's it's him being so egotistical. It's like, you know, he's talking about, you know, uh, sure. There's a lot of superheroes, but I'm the best of them all, but it's, it's, you know, Batman is singing this, right? But anyway, it, there's this one line who says, who never skips leg day, Batman. And so, and that was always, they were like, at, when I would go to the gym, it was just like, eh, you know what? I'm going to skip leg day. It, it was just, you know, I mean, cause who gives a crap? I'm always working out my legs, you know? And, um, but anyway, but yeah, it's sometimes when the podcast is too formulaic, that's yeah. what it feels like. It's like, Oh hell leg day. No, I don't want to do leg day. And then you need your, your workout partner to go, no, come on, we'll do it together. Right. We'll push each other. And then there's no fun in it. You know, it's, uh, you know, you, you need to be free just to talk about every random thing, you know? I think the sort of some of the mistakes can be the, the formula. So if you go, well, we need to cover this, and then we need to cover that. Right. Um, is all. I mean, I will have a list of things that I've watched, which I do here. We've covered mm-hmm. maybe two or three of them. Mm-hmm. I don't need to cover them all. It's fine. I'll either do right. it tonight, or I'll do it tomorrow with Sean, or I'll do it on the next one right. with you. Right. Um, and you'll also. Right. Yeah, exactly. I'll just go and forget it. You know, obviously I didn't feel the need to talk about that one, so I won't bother. But also when you start doing a podcast and if you're, you and I are having a conversation, we're going, right, what will be funny? What will the audience like? Yeah. Let's talk about this. And I, I keep, um, when Bob and I sometimes do them, which we haven't done one for a while, but right. he, has a, he has a podcast voice. And it annoys me because it's like, just don't, don't have a podcast voice. And I've told him, I went, you've, you've got a podcast right. voice, do I? Because it would be things like, oh, and, uh, so what have you watched? I'm sure the listeners would be very interested to hear about this. And I, I never, right. No, I don't talk thinking that people are actually going to listen to this. As far as I'm concerned, right. I'm having a conversation with John. That's, that's it. That's right. That's right, man. And then, you know, it happens to get recorded, and then I'll do very, very little editing to it, a bit like that's all my right. film work, and then just slap it out there for people to listen to. That's right. A bit like and, my film work. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, and then Neil will comment that he listened to it, right? <laughs> yeah, Neil will comment, and then Tracy will comment. And that's I'll go, right. Yay, two people listened. <laughs> I am <right>. happy. <laughs> <laughs> so it's fine uh, yeah i don't and i listen to some other podcasts I listen to quite a lot and i have over the years yeah. where they're very and, and now for the news it's like right not a news, not a news story i'm not i can't compete this is why i felt bad just a tangent back on to when tracy put me in charge with this person who gave me the advice right their their advice is really good as it was was to uh, bank up several episodes of the spending time with series and then once right. i've got like a season of them Right. is approach some companies that they named and right. you know maybe go, would you be interested in marketing this and financing <laughs> that? And I thought, do you know what? That's right. really, really good advice. However, right. that's not me. And I'm you know not... what's, what's hilarious is that is exactly when you were telling me that you'd have uh, 14 episodes and I was yeah. like, yes, dude, that's a, that's a season and I'm already marketing it for you in my brain, dude. So yeah, it's just, that's hilarious. <laughs> No, I think for me, and it was certainly wasn't. I'm trying to explain it all to Tracy, right? Without sounding like, no, this talented person is not giving me good advice because he was. Tell JJ Abrams to can it, man! Right? <laughs> Spielberg could kiss my behind. 
All right. But I couldn't imagine me storing up all these episodes and then feeling okay about going into some sort of company going, here's my product. Would you like to give me money for my product? Because I don't feel that my product's good enough to get paid for, basically. Um, If somebody then watches it and goes, do you know what? I'm going to give you a big pile of money for that. I'd be like, okay, (laughs) you fool. (laughs) Crazy crazy person. Here's all the other episodes. But it just, I still don't feel like I'm a filmmaker. I put a thing out, um, a, a tweet out a few weeks back saying, I've now directed two of these episodes. Well, I say directed. I just mean stuck a camera down and pressed record. <laughs> there is very little directing goes on in any of these. Um, if there's some really good shots in the Tracy Birdsall one, the close-ups of her and stuff, that's Neil Johnson's camera work. That's not, that's not mine. Um, and when I was putting together the Craig Conway one, I'd shot it with the two cameras. Yeah. But because then the sound was captured on both cameras, but I had the little Tascam digital recorder on the desk right. recording nice. the audio. So I right. did have the full the audio. I had no clip mics or anything like that, so I've since right. rectified that and I will for the future episodes. But when I put the two angles together, they were kind of out of sync when I put the other voice on. So I thought this is gonna be a bloody nightmare to edit. Right. Do you know what? I'm just gonna go with that second camera angle. Because that captured everything. The first one, right. the battery ran out because I had no cameraman there because it was just me. Right. So I thought, do you know what? I'm just going to use the first one. So the first episode is literally it's the three of us in shop. And I actually pick the camera up, move right. it around, plonk it down <laughs> so it's just on Sean and Craig, who were the guests. And, right. I just let it, and I just let it run. So you could see me off camera. Or you could hear right. me off camera. And I thought, do you know what? That's fine. I'm not... So it's, um, I put another tweet out saying every episode of my Spending Time With series will have a different look. Not because I'm super creative, but because I'm very cheap and I'm a bloody amateur. Right. <laughs> so everyone will have a different look because I have right. no idea what I'm doing. I quite like it. For me, it's all about the conversation that is right. on screen. So I don't really, you know, I'm not into all these fancy camera angles. I'm sure I'll progress. As I start doing it and right. work out what the hell I'm doing, but yeah, have yes. you watched any of the uh, variety? Puts out something called um, Actor on Actor, and you get somebody like Jeff Bridges and Matthew McConaughey, and they just sit in these chairs on a set that's supposed to look kind of like a living room, and then they just talk about stuff. And I mean, like you know, there's no um, prodding or anything. It feels very natural. And um, anyway, I dig the simple lighting. You know, and I and I enjoy getting to know some of these actors better. Like, um, oh gosh, I can't remember the dude's name who plays Kylo Ren. But anyway, turns out he's former military and is doing all this nonprofit stuff, helping people. And I'm just like, wow, he's the opposite of the Empire, you know. And um, but anyway, I showed this other guy at work because we we're going to be shooting some interviews with uh, different. Uh, the, I don't know if you should call them celebrities or not, but whatever. But anyway. And he comes into my office, and I'm like, I really like the way this is lit. He was like, yeah, it's crap. And I was like, well, <laughs> what? And he was like, yeah, it's crap. You see those shadows and all that stuff. And you know what? I dig the shadows because it feels like you're in someone's living room, and maybe it's natural, you know? And uh, he wanted everything completely evenly lit and probably in 3D. So it's just, you know, it's interesting how, um, you know, different people's perspectives. But anyway, check it out. It's It's some cool stuff. But – Every two or three episodes, it does change. It's like, oh, well, we're not going to pay rent on this place again. We need to move on, you know, before they, the, the bill collector comes, so, which I'm sure isn't really Variety's mindset. But, uh, it, it, you know, 
that's uh, anyway, but it, it changes a lot. But um, yeah, man, I think if you could have three cameras like they do and have two more or less, you know, shooting cross and then one that's just on the dolly and this dude is endlessly pushing it back and forth very smoothly. And um, then, man, yeah, you, you'd have it down and you're 13 episodes and then you could get, you know, someone to pay you big money for all this. Right. So you see the way I go, man. You see oh, the yeah. way I go. It's uh, and I know Tracy is going. That's right. But anyway, no, that's. But you, you're right in that you've got to go with your what your gut is telling you, your spider sense, because otherwise you get those 14 episodes, and it's like uh, friends of mine who have written novels, and then it's like, oh well, let's sign you up for a three book deal. <gasps> I I can't write the second one, John. What am I going to do, man? You know, they're going to come and collect my house coming up. So, yeah, dude, you, you have to go with what you know. Well, the, um, the I've been using the first episode because it's not been released, but it's sitting there on YouTube so people can watch it if I send right. them the link type stuff. So I used that as a this is what I've shot for the first one. Mm-hmm. I want to do an episode with you type thing. So a lot of people have watched that one. Yeah. Um. And send were, me a link. I will. I will send you the link. I'll send you one for the first one and the second one, and you can have a laugh at the second one. You're like, yeah, there's that picking the camera up, moving it, and whatnot. Um, and it was, it was just crazy. So yeah, there was somebody who has said yes to being in an episode. Right. Watched Tracy's interview. Right. And came back to me going, I've watched it. I like it. I mean, she seems really, really nice, and I love the bit when she talks about this. I love the bit when she right. talks about that. And I went back to Tracy and I said, look, that's my point is I don't want to sit on these things for 12 months until I've got all the other ones shot. I said, because this this actress has seen your episode. She probably wasn't aware of who you were beforehand. And she loves the story you told about this. And she loves the story you told about that. And if I'd have sat on this for a year, she wouldn't. She wouldn't have seen that. She wouldn't know who you were. She wouldn't feel good about herself. And she wouldn't have enjoyed watching it. I said, so that's that's what makes me want to just get these things done right. time the release of them perfectly you know be it when rogue warrior comes out for tracy's and right and do it that way i said it's because i'm not i'm not a professional interviewer or anything. i just like talking to people and i seem to have a knack of being able to do it so you you do man that was what i was going to bring up you're you may have you know like your camera work may not be you know stellar uh work or whatever and, and what, what, what are you trying but, to say john <laughs> what are you trying to say? Well, You've no, not even I'm just watched going it. By what you were saying, uh-huh. anyway. So, but but my point is that whether it's video or whether you're uh, doing a panel or whatever, man, you have this natural ability to just get people to talk and feel yeah. very comfortable. You know, so you know, despite your limited camera experience, is that better? <laughs> um, <laughs> I was just thinking, actually, you've seen the rough cut of the Comic Con one, so I'll let you have that rough camera work style. <laughs> Comment, you can have that Dude, one, definitely. It was good. I felt like I was there. And in fact, you know what? When I was watching it, because you had already given me the disclaimer, it looks like crap. It, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so I'm watching it going, wow, man, this isn't this isn't bad. What is you know, I I don't uh I I'm not sure what Stuart was talking about, but I enjoyed it all the way I'm, through. It's very cool. I'm gonna put that on the poster actually, be like four stars, this looks like shit. <laughs> and, then, and then people will go in with really low expectations. So. Do you remember a band called Primus? And uh, no. their their slogan was "You suck." So the crowds would be going, <laughs> "You suck, you suck." And I 
oh, I can't remember the bass player who was the lead singer of the band. And he would come out and say, thanks, we are Primus. And then, the, uh, and the, you know, supposedly, um, oh, gosh, uh, Fizzle Fry was, is one of the top 50 songs of all time. I don't know who put that list together, but it is pretty good. You know what I mean? It's, it's technically there. But anyway, I digress. Again, I'm jumping off that merry-go-round and um, – yeah, so now we can get back on and we can talk about whatever. <laughs> so uh, my, I'm, now that I've got the first two episodes done of the interview thing, I'm fully up to date on stuff I've shot on that. So I'm, yeah. I'm really happy. They were a piece of cake to edit compared to the Gomogom one. Yeah. Boy, was that like a nightmare of a project to do for the first time. <laughs> but I'd, Neil had supplied some music that he'd purchased from a website. He's like, you yeah. can use the score because he's, he's a producer on the Comic-Con thing, so I could use the music and stuff like that. Nice. As soon as I put it on YouTube, bang, copyright. Thing. <laughs> what? So I lodged a dispute on, I think it was around Ooh. the 12th of June. Right. And if, if I don't hear back by the 2nd of July, then the copyright thing gets squashed and I can actually monetize the thing. So it's nice. Like, what the hell do I thought? Oh, no, I'm going to write my own music. Can't be that hard with Garage Band, can it? Right. Oh, right. yeah, I'm, I'm not a musician. Um, <laughs> so it's like, oh, for God's sake. So, yeah. You know, didn't you appreciate it when YouTube said, you know what? You can have, you can use any of these songs that are all crap. <laughs> They're like Lawrence Welk on a keyboard, man. And, um, you know, in, instead of uh, a soundtrack with some heart. But yeah, YouTube, and I get it, you know, if it does belong to somebody. But I mean, it's, um, there's friends of mine that I've done music videos for. I've used their music with their permission in different short films, etc. And then YouTube was like, ah, you know, this is on iTunes. Well, no crap. But this is not this. You know, this is my friend saying I can use it. No, you can't. So, which is exactly the position I was in, and I was in that position with the first spending time with episode with Tracy Birdsong because I'd used the music that Neil supplied for me as the theme track. Right. So I'm like, bang, and then YouTube went, pop, copyright yeah. breach, something like that. <laughs> and in my day job, there is a guy that sits next to me, and he's called Carl, and he's great. And I knew he was a musician. Right. He was like, yeah, I play, you know, singing this, that, and the other. Like, right. Okay, fair enough. It's like, it's like going into a restaurant, meeting an actor, really, isn't it? You're like, yes, yeah, so right. I'll, I'll have a drink with my starter, please, Mr. Actor. And he, um, so we got chatting, and he sent me this, this YouTube link, and he went, oh, if you want to have a listen or whatever, then have a listen. So... I got the link home and I put it on. And I'm like, holy shit, how does a voice like that come out of him? And actually, I said that to him the day after. It got an amazing voice on him. Right. And I went to work and I went, um, I listened to your music last night. And he went, oh, did you? And, uh, I said, yeah. It's, uh, I don't mean this to sound bad in any way, Carl. He went, go on. I went, how the fuck does that voice come out of you? <laughs> and he was like, what do, you, what do you mean? I said, well, I put it on and I thought, this will probably be pretty good. And I'm like, holy crap, that's really good. He went, oh, thank you. I'm like, really? It was, it was mind-blowing. So I went in to work and I said, look, um, you got any music that you don't use? Because I'm looking for a theme, you know, I'll knock something up. So he's created the new theme for no. There's no vocals on it. Is because right. he, he plays everything, it's like drums and piano and all sorts. So he did wow. a, a sort of 
you know, a, a theme for the spending time with type thing. And yeah. I put it on YouTube and I didn't get copyright flagged. <laughs> so I was all ready to go into work over the past couple of days and go, um, how much do you want to create about five bits of music total in 15 minutes? Right. And I'll use it for my Comic-Con. But he's been off work for two days, so I've not managed to catch him. <laughs> so I've got to. I've had a memory stick in my pocket and everything going, just put right. some, just just hit drums or whatever. I don't, I don't care. Just do me some music because I need some music for the Comic-Con thing. Yeah. So yeah, it's been kind of a, a busyish week, but I'm back into the Comic Con thing. I've worked out, um, showed myself how to do the, the text on the screen that you suggested. Nice. Oh, that so, locks in so that the camera moves and it's as though it's hovering right there in front of the uh, the actors. Uh, no, it just it, <laughs> it, it will basically. So if you're on camera, it'll go. Boop, there's jump outs, right. and then it'll disappear. It'll appear when I want it. It'll go where on the screen, as in, like, just stay there on that right. shot. And right. then it'll go away when I want it. So it's right. kind of good. And I've Dude, that's out, awesome. That's awesome. And I've worked out how to... I'm like, I've worked out... You'd be like, yeah, I could do that when I'm sleeping. <laughs> um, I've worked out how to make it the same font all the way through as well. Right. Because that Dude. was one of my other worries. I'm like, I'm going to have to write right. numbers and shit then. And like, <laughs> you just sort of save it as a preset and go drag right. that in, change the wording. And so that's... Right. That's my next stage. So the next stage of it is I'm going to go through the entire video and make sure all the things, you know, the transitions are right. Right. Because there's a few jerky like, oh, that kind of jumped when it wasn't supposed to. (laughs) Then I'm going to go through and check the voiceover, make sure that's fine. Then do the music somehow and then go through it and put the on-screen graphics on and then it's done. So it's kind of getting quite close. Yeah, man. Well, cool. And then what? Don't know. Never thought that far ahead. Because <laughs> again, I'm already thinking. You know, I bet Netflix would like that, or you know, the uh, the I don't know. There there must be a channel out there that uh, you know would get you out there. But well, yeah, it's it, somebody, it's not uh, like you're gonna make too much money. You know what I mean? Because it's some friends of mine have their uh, movie on Netflix, and uh, you know, I think they were paid all of like five grand. You know what I mean? So just to to have it there, which it's great. You know what I mean? As far as um, you know, your movies out there, so people can see it. But um, you know, it's it's not like it, what was that uh, Flappy Bird that made you know like fifteen million in two weeks, and the dude was like, "I must stop. I, this is going to ruin my life." And I'm like, "Oh no! For that, I'd happily have my life ruined." <laughs> if if Comic Con comes out and it's like, "I'll give you fifteen million," I'm like, "Okay, I'm not gonna." I'm not going to go, no, thank you. I don't want your money. It's fine. I'll, you know, I'll just put it into future. Projects. Yeah. So, you, you know, that's, that's my plan. But no, I'll just be, I've just really enjoyed put it sound like I'm retiring here. I've just really enjoyed seeing what it's like to actually, even for a percentage wise, see what it's like to make a film. Yeah. Yeah. So, some of it I've enjoyed. Some of it I'm like, Ugh. Yeah. it's in part not a fan of right. whatsoever. And the music score in part, certainly not a fan of that. Yeah. yeah, I think I need to be best friends with Steve Jablonski and just say, "Oh, you got fifty-two hours to spare, haven't you?" Oh, there you go. Sort this out. <laughs> but it's it's been fun. But I'm looking forward to the interview shows. Yeah, um, I'm looking and, forward to getting some links and watching them myself. So, well, I'll send you the two that I've uploaded. Um, right. and just watch them at your leisure but number 14 they're all going to be out of order as well because i'm not right. going to put numbers because it's going to be like somebody's. firefly except uh not to the show's detriment 
It'll kind of be a bit like Firefly, but without the... I would say acting talent, but the guests are acting talent, so I'm not. And, yeah, I don't know if lots of people will go mental if it gets cancelled. I don't know. Where are they going to send the bags of peanuts, right? Like they did for, uh, what was the one? Jericho. Yeah, Yeah, there you go, man. (laughs) Yeah. 15 tons or whatever it was. Yeah, It's like, okay, we'll give you season two with half the actors. You know, it's like everybody's got to die. And then there's just three of the original cast or whatever it was. And then, of course, the show radically changed and it sucked. So, you know, so much for peanuts, right? I mean, if I get two more episodes, then I've actually got more episodes of Firefly. So that'll be a... <laughs> That's right. That, that'll be pretty good. But one of the episodes I'm shooting, and I have no idea how the hell I'm going to shoot this, but I'm really looking forward to doing it. Right. There is um, there's a crowdfunded short film called Dead Air, which is about yeah. a female rock band that are on an on an aeroplane going somewhere, and all these yeah. little gremlin-y creatures are, are doing whatever they do. So they were they were doing their uh, crowdfunding thing. They hit the target. They're going to be shooting the film. Nice. I managed to put them together with Sci-Fi Wales, the Comic Con. Right. That I have a, a mild connection with. Right. Over the past couple of years, and they're going to be there. So I was chatting to, I believe it's a producer of that. It's well, it's Twitter account. You never know who the hell you're talking to when it's a, <laughs> when it's a right. film account. And they never signed their names off, so they ain't got a clue. Um, so I think it's one of the producers. And I said, look, how do you fancy being part of this spending time with series? And he went, oh, we'd love it. It'd be great. I'm like, okay. Are you going to be staying over at this Wales convention? He went, yep. I'm like, how do you fancy turning your entire panel into the episode of spending time with? And they went, that's a great idea. I'm like, brilliant. That's that sorted. Oh shit! How the hell do I shoot that? And so I'm going to have so much fun. So I'm going to bob there with one camera. Right. I'm going to have the other camera in my hand, shooting the second unit, shall we say, right. whilst I'm hosting their Q and A panel at exactly the same time. So that's God knows what that's going to come out like. But I did say every episode would have a different look. That's so right. That, that one certainly will. This, um, this episode's called Spy Camera, right? Pretty much. So yeah. that'll be, God knows what that's going to look like. But I was having a chat with Neil Johnson last week as well because I wanted to get his point of view on what I do with these episodes. And I thought, yeah. I don't want to tweet him. I just, like, we'll have a chat on Skype. Right. So he said, well, I watched the first one. Um, he said, what I would recommend is that you get yourself some clip-on microphones. So I went, ha, ah, funny you should mention that. I have right. two of those. He's like, okay. I said, I've just never used them. They've been in the box for two years. Never, never, never used them. He said, I said, uh, the two uh, wireless ones. He went, oof. I'm like, what do you mean, oof? Yeah. He, went, mm. he said, oh, I wouldn't really recommend those. I'm like, why? They yeah. cost me a lot of money, did those? And right. I've, never, I've never used them. He said, it's a lot of hassle. He said, a lot of time they won't work and they'll right. interfere and this, that. And I'm like, oh. Right. Well, what do you recommend? He went, get cabled ones. So I've yeah. bought two cabled tie mic you know clip nice mics. yeah so i bought two of those there's, there's six meters of cable on each they're right. huge and i'm yeah. like that'll do so that will sort out any so from episode three onwards i'm going to be using the actual clip mic because when the, the previous awesome. episodes i don't want to go thank you for spending an hour i'm glad you've got an hour free john uh, right. i'm just going to spend half of that trying to get this this damn microphone working because <laughs> dude as soon as you get the wireless because they're so convenient you know what i mean and there's you're not tethered to a camera or anything right but as soon as they start fidgeting they twist 
someone else comes into range doing a walkie-talkie or whatever, whatever the interference is, and then you – and then it's blown. And if you're not monitoring like a maniac, then you're you're getting – you know, you're doing your post-production or wherever you're doing your editing and – it's like, wait a minute, what happened? And then you have to either get, uh, you know, you have to loop it or whatever. It, it is a pain in the ass. So Neil is 100% correct. Uh, wired is safer. And, man, you know, it's funny um, talking about Neil because you are always making the uh, white snake jokes. And I can't <laughs> yeah. remember the guitarist that was um, on tour with White Snake when I saw them live. And um, but this guy was determined. Everybody else had wireless packs. This guy had 150 feet of cord from his guitar to the amp or whatever. Right. And I was just like, man, that's just why? Why? I, I don't even get it. I get, you know, but now that I'm on that side of things, I understand cable is better. There's less opportunities for everything to, uh, you know, to, to go awry and ruin things, you know? So, yeah. Exactly. So thank yeah. you, Neil, for the suggestion. So Definitely. I do, I do actually have microphones that I will use for the next episode. Dude, that was, that was like a page worth, and you summed it up in one sentence. That was amazing, Stuart. And that's why you, <laughs> you have these talk shows, because you can bring exactly. it right back down. Okay, condensed down. Yes, thank you, Neil. And uh, <laughs> thanks, thanks, Neil. Moving on. That's right. <laughs> That's it. Hey, before I forget it, you you are very familiar with Vanell, yep. and um, and one of these days you need to have her on the show. She is she's a ton of fun. But anyway, there's a friend of mine, Robert Fillion, who did this movie called Athena. If I remember correctly, it was probably. Well, I don't even know that I should say this, but probably five years ago. And um, one thing after another, whatever, you know, just kind of hindered it. And then he was trying to find distribution and all this. And so anyway, you can see it on Amazon Prime. It's a movie called Athena. I have not seen it since it was in a rough cut state. So I'm assuming it's beautiful and wonderful. And, you know, so but um if you have the time then check it out i plan on checking it out it, it was announced today that it's on amazon prime so i will you know check it out before too long i shall check it out as well if it's on the uk amazon prime so what was the guy's name again richard it's, it's robert fillion robert i was right. kind of close and, yeah. um, yep and then it's vanel and it was funny my tweet about this earlier today because it's like, you know, starring Mark Hamilton and, and whoever else, man. And then Vanell was like the third build. And I just deleted all that crap and uh, put the link and said starring Vanell. That's how oh, I yeah. that's how I look after people, you know? So but anyway, but yeah. So it, you can check it out via the Twitter link or just because I tried looking it up via Amazon and it was saying, No, we've never heard of Athena, the movie you're talking about. So I'll find it. And and um, Robert, if you're listening, don't worry that John said five years ago. Because do you know what? Richard Linklater, 12 years to get Boyhood out. There you go. So five uh, years is there. nothing. It's taken me two and a half years to get a bloody Comic-Con thing out. It's not even out yet. So don't worry about it. Five it's years so is close. nothing. Yeah. What you've done is I spent two years waiting to watch Interstellar. And it was great, and I loved it, and I really enjoyed it. So what you've done, and thank you, Robert, for this. You've waited five years, and now I can watch Athena. So it will be great. So thank you for waiting and and biding your time to release the film at the perfect time. Athena is kind of like Amazonian. 
which is Wonder Woman. So the film is at the perfect time. There you go. Well done. That was genius. There you go. And Vanel, very, you know, Amazonian in a good way. There was this one lady who remained nameless. But anyway, um, at one point I gave her a compliment because I was shooting video for her, right? And I said, wow, this from this view, because she was only probably five, three, five, four. But anyway, I gave her a compliment. I said that you look very Amazonian in here thinking about Wonder Woman, right? And all the beautiful women who were so strong. And she was like, Amazon. She gave me that look like, you know, what? Anyway, and um, then I had to explain. It's like Wonder Woman. Oh, it's a compliment. You weren't telling me I look like, you know, some man-like warrior. I was like, no. Do you not think, I think maybe she thought that you were saying she looks like some sort of woman on a website. Maybe that that Amazon, maybe she got that mixed up. Like you could pay £10 for her and there would be free delivery, that type of thing. That's right. For only $100 a year. (laughs) So I could see why that would be insulting, you know? Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Very, very bizarre. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) There are so many one-liners I I would toss out right now, but I I won't. I'm just going to – I'll just, you know, I'll save them till later. (laughs) Every so often, Michelle will be like, I can't believe you said that. Really? Oh, okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I do that at work a lot. It'd be like, right. oh, oh, maybe probably shouldn't have said right. that, but never mind. I've already said it, so I can't put the cat back in the old uh, cat carrier. So no, you really can't because you shook no. that cat up really, really good, and you just threw it out like a cat grenade. So <laughs> yep. and then you go, eh, maybe should have hit the off button. <laughs> That's so. it. That's it, man. So I, I do try to, you know, stay professional. So, you know, God help us all tomorrow on Waxing Cinematic when Jake and I, Compound A and Compound B, get together for the first time in probably nine months. So, yeah. But just don't look at the clock. Just talk <laughs> talk for as long. And I think that's a good way to do it anyway because I've done yeah. podcasts. I think it's it's bad with, like, sort of not guests as in, like, yourself or, or Bob right. or Neil or anything like that. But right. when it's a, a PR guest, you go, wait, I've got this person for such and such. And it's right. bad when you go, I've got half an hour with this person. I hate looking at the clock. And right. Going, oh, no. Because it can go two ways. You can either go, damn it, I've run out of time. Right. Bye. Or you can go, well, I've rushed because I'm aware that I've only got you for half an hour and I've still got 20 minutes left. Right. Uh, what the hell do I talk about now? <laughs> and then you do like that one interviewer who asked Robert Downey Jr. Uh, due to his drug-riddled past, was that his inspiration for Tony Stark? And he walked out. He just got up and, yeah. Oh, I've, yeah, yeah. I've never had that on a podcast, so I'm quite... <laughs> And I've thankful. I don't think I've ever upset anybody on a Q and A panel yet either. So right, right. One one day I'm I am so bound to do that on a Q and A panel. I'll either dry up or I'll ask the wrong question because I don't right. do any preparation. Right. So you know, it could go horribly wrong at some point. But, right, right. And uh, well, maybe it'll be on film if it does. That's right. <laughs> and it'll be a YouTube sensation where they won't be penalizing you for whatever music's in the background, right? Well, I've got um, – I've been hearing a little bit of who the guests are going to be at this latest Sci-Fi Wales convention. Mm-hmm. And there's a couple of people from Doctor Who. Nice. Uh, this Sophie Aldred, who was ace from years and years ago with Sylvester McCoy. She's going to be there. Yeah. That's fine because she was in a lot of episodes. Mm-hmm. But also the current companion – 
who I don't know what she's called because I've not seen the latest series. Her right. mum, as in like on the TV show, the the companion's mother is going to be there. Yeah, and this is her only on-screen role that she's ever done. So it's like, okay, how, I may struggle with a Q&A right. panel. So what's it like playing a companion's mum then? Right. It's, it's, it's great fun and I enjoy it. Okay. Right. Um, has anybody else got any questions? Right. <laughs> I'm well, all out. Have, have you ever thought about, you know, the? wouldn't it be great to turn a Dalek into a, uh, a really good vacuum cleaner for your home? <laughs> you know? It's insult everybody, right? And he's already has that built-in plunger, and this is where yes. everybody's going to get so perturbed with me. But anyway, you know, <laughs> it, it does look like a plunger. <laughs> it is. It probably is a plunger if you go far enough back. Right, right. Well, dude, that was back when people would actually build things versus ah, it'll just be CG or whatever. It's you know it. And there was now here we are jumping around again. I was watching Adam. What is his name? Savage, the tested guy. Because he does all these cool, I mean, like, he'll decide he wants Hellboy's sword, and he'll make it from scratch in very unique ways without any kind of metal or whatever. So um, and so I'm learning from him, right? And then he was interviewing somebody who is the premier C-3PO guy, right? And he was talking about how certain things changed, and he can tell based upon anyone's suit which uh, movie C-3PO was based off of, right? And so, and I was like, wow, man, that, that's pretty deep. Well, now that I'm trying to make uh, Luke Skywalker's lightsaber out of PVC, I'm looking at all the details. And it's like, you know, one of them, one version has uh, seven blades on the handle, uh, you know, like grips or whatever, you know, you want to call it. But then the very one that was supposed to be Luke's that had the seven now has six blades on it, the one that Maz had that she passed off to Ray. So anyway, now I'm going, whoa, dude, I have become a next-level geek. So <laughs> it happens. <laughs> I'd never lose that. Oh, no, 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 no. And, you know, the beauty of it is, Michelle's like, you go buy whatever you need to complete your task, you know? Become the Jedi that you want to be do whatever you know so yeah she's very encouraging whether she understands it or not sometimes she doesn't you know but she's like yeah that's that's really cool so <laughs> you get like like a pat on the head going oh it's okay John. <laughs> you go do it you go play with your little toy guns like, okay you know, it's yep. it's it is never belittling and it is because I've, <laughs> I've dealt with that side of it too it's like wait a minute you spend how much on that um, you know, it's, I mean, like, hey, guess she'll come in and there's a new, there's a stormtrooper mask on my wall. And she's like, oh, cool. When did that come in today? And I've already got it on the wall. And she's like, I'm glad you're happy. And she really means it. So versus, you know, some people from my past would have been like, really? What the hell were you thinking? Well, I've always wanted a stormtrooper mask. So I got one now. <laughs> And it's one hell of a talking point. People come to your house. I think we've had this conversation before where people yeah, go into that room and they're like, oh, my God, what? Yeah. I reckon this is a Blade Runner gun and all this sort right. of stuff. So it's, it's, it's awesome. Oh, yeah, it is. You know, and um, one of these days, you know, it's funny how, um, you know, different people want to have success for different reasons, right? But um, I, if I could just buy the $1,500 version of Blade Runner's pistol, 
you know what I mean? Then I, that's success, man. You know, forget the, you know, that I, I found an awesome deal on the Stormtrooper helmet. But yeah, to get get a a version of Deckard's pistol that isn't just a solid piece of plastic that I made look good, you know? So. I've been loving the, I've been really enjoying the Instagram pictures and stuff you put oh, up. Oh, thank so. you, man. It's fun. I, I've enjoyed Instagram. I think it was Dexter that said, man, you post so many pictures on Twitter, you should be on Instagram, and it seemed like I'd signed up for it way in the beginning and had to remember what my password was, and um, and then you know now I I try to hit both Instagram and Twitter, and occasionally it'll bleed over to Facebook, but I'm still not a huge fan of Facebook. So no, no, I tend to. I mean, I'm a member of all three of them, but I think for me it's Twitter first, Instagram second, and then. Facebook, yeah. I'll, I'll check maybe once a couple, maybe once twice a week. Yeah, but I'm definitely, you know, Twitter is probably my main uh, contact where people yeah. can just give me a shout or whatever. But yeah. it's uh, it is fun. I'm enjoying the, the geek wall pictures and stuff that we uh, <laughs> we do share. Well, I'll I'll throw some more on. Uh, you know, hopefully by this weekend you'll see. What I've been able to come up with using just regular old stuff to do Luke's lightsaber. And then uh, Kate is doing her own. And um, I have this bag of just old junk from an old TV studio and stuff like that. So there's these old video connectors and stuff. And so she has some great ideas. And so she's building her own. And so we're having fun. It's a nice uh, little vacation week. Nice, and you've got a bunch of podcasts. We're just rounding this one up now. So you got is it waxing cinematic tomorrow, yeah, and then 180 degrees yeah. on or, Friday. Or 18 degrees, yeah, 18 degrees. <laughs> I've just, I've just expanded. I was trying to. I was actually picturing in my brain, right. the uh, the tweet that you put out earlier on. In yeah. some reason, my brain was 180. So I've Which, just made it even, even longer. I like that, man. I'm, uh, that may just become like the new tagline, you know, because it's a, it's a mental wellness. We just talk about happy stuff, right? You know, and how to how to not let things bother you. I think that's going to be the the topic for Friday because pet peeves, man. I'm telling you, I have a plenty. So, but yeah, but it's like you know, turn your attitude 180 degrees around. So I think you've hit on something, man. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <I> just <laughs> totally derailed your entire podcast. All the episodes now need to be renamed. <laughs> you know what? That would that would only be probably you know a dozen. So. <laughs> oh, as as long as you're enjoying it. I mean, have you had uh, the feedback's been pretty good for it? Oh yeah, yeah. It's you know it's one of those things where. Um, you know, I don't know where these people find the podcast, but I'm glad, you know, and, um, and you know, it's my mom likes your podcast and she likes the 18 degrees below her eyes podcast. Hey, John's mom. Hello. There you go. (laughs) So, and she, she just enjoys it and she's like, Hey, you guys talk and have fun and stuff. But I don't know that it's, you know, like the, the profanity level that has been waxing cinematic and it's not anymore, but I think my mom was just like, yeah, I'm not listening to that crap. That's, you know. So anyway, 
um, so yeah, but there's it's definitely different demographics with um, you know with all the podcasts that I take part in. So, I mean the profanity thing, I uh, on some certainly in the horror show that I used to do, which I then sort of <laughs> right. blended into the movie show because I got so fed up of them in three different feeds. It's like you know what I don't do enough shows to fill all three, so I'm just going right. to filter it all into one. Is there was always more swearing on the horror one for some reason. And right. I decided, well, I'm going to start reining it back. Because I have the ability to not swear. It's, it's, it's yeah. a nice adult. I'll switch that off. Because, That's right. <laughs> you know, understand. right. However, I know that I've dropped like an F-bomb in this one because it was for emphasis. Right. So whenever, whenever you need something emphasizing, right. if that's the correct word, then chuck an F-bomb in there. I. Yeah. I see. I agree, man. I don't see it as something that's awful. I see it as an embellishment. You know, yeah. it's just an adjective that is very positive. You know, and um, anyway, but I guess some people. You've seen Logan, right? The yep. movie. Okay. Yep. So anyway, there's the scene where he gets really pissed off at his truck. <laughs> you know, yeah. and so I guess in ways that that is how it comes off sometimes, where exactly. instead of instead of having that that empathy. It's just like, oh my gosh, call AAA, you know. And uh, but sometimes, you know, you, you're just not thinking in that in that, that line of thought. So I think if you could swear and make somebody laugh, that's good. And if it needs right. to be emphasized, then use a swear word. But generally, I'm not. I don't tend to use swear words as punctuation like a lot of the younguns nowadays. When they, they, they've got rid of commas and full stops. They just use f bombs and you know various other words. So oh, definitely. Definitely. But it's fun and games. But (laughs) good luck tomorrow with Waxing Cinematic. Thank you. Get it it edited online as soon as possible because I want to listen. Okay. And then uh, good luck with your uh, 1800 degrees. That's right. I'm just going to keep expanding it. Let's just go with the sun. What is it, like 18 million whatever, you know? Yeah, man. We'll just keep keep up it. Yeah. But, yeah, I plan on not editing uh, Waxing Cinematic at all. So – that will be – I'll slap the bookends on it and try to remember the password so that I can put it on you. And then, yeah. Um, yeah, man, do the same thing with uh, Nicola on Friday and then just be right back to enjoy my vac- vacation because that goes through uh, the 4th of July, which I know that's when uh, you guys celebrate that we did um, move on. So we're no longer a pain in the butt, right? Yeah. That's fine. You know what? Britain needs to get its butt kicked sometimes. So it's nice to, to, you know, it's fine. It happens to us all. There so. you go, man. Well, every yeah, no. yeah. and then eventually. Well, anyway, yeah. So, <laughs> yes. <laughs> exactly. Oh, but so, yeah, it's but, great hanging out with you. Thanks for accommodating. Um, you know, just this kind of because I think I tweeted you this morning and said, "Hey, how about this afternoon?" So. And it is now late at night. It is after 10 o'clock now, right? It is, yes. I I really needed it as well because today was uh, at my day job, which I don't generally – I don't talk about where I work or what I do or whatever, but it's – I had two – I had like an issue where somebody needed to sort it out. So I called over one of the team managers and I'm like, this thing won't work and how do you fix it? And he went, oh, don't know. I walked (laughs) off. So I called another one over and I'm like, I'm still stuck on this thing. Right. How does how does this do, do you know why it's doing this? Oh, don't, um, I don't know. And he walked off, and I'm like, I need to just do something. So when I got the message from you going podcast tonight, I'm like, hell yeah! 
<laughs> so the the people who are getting paid the big bucks are the ones without answers, and yet uh, you you were. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's exactly what it is. Yep, that's so, universal. Sadly, it's a universal norm. So, <laughs> but no, yeah. it's always a pleasure catching up with you, John. Uh, I'm glad everything's well. Look, enjoy your podcasting. Don't don't let Jake talk too much. Just shut him up. Just, uh, <laughs> just tell him Terminator sucks or whatever. That type that'll upset him. Uh, yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just tell him what a, what an awesome movie the last one was, and then yeah, so. Yeah, yeah just progressively, I think the Terminator films did get better. I think the more <laughs> they went on, I thought they just improved with age, and I can't wait for another one to come out. That's it. Great. Yeah, there you so, go. <laughs> you know, that'll, that'll shut him up. But just enjoy. And, Thank uh, you. And telling that, I said hello. Hope uh, she's doing well. And go and enjoy your video game. Now you can play it for five hours and then uh, make it work on time, right? No, it's PlayStation. You're going to go downstairs, put it in, and then it's like, have an update. <laughs> which will probably be finished by the time I get back from work tomorrow but no I'm looking forward to checking out Horizon Zero Dawn so thank you very much Annette, So awesome awesome man alright dude okay. you have a great evening and uh, thanks again dude take care alright bye bye bye